हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेटर स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन चैप्टर सिक्स द चैलेंजेस ऑफ द कल्चरल डिवर्सिटी एंड आवर टॉपिक इज कम्युनिटीज नेशंस एंड नेशन स्टेट्स एट द सिंपलेस्ट लेवल अ नेशन इज अ सोर्ट ऑफ लार्ज स्केल कम्युनिटी इट इज अ कम्युनिटी ऑफ कम्युनिटीज मेंबर्स ऑफ अ नेशन शेयर द डिजायर to be part of the same political collectivity this desire for political unity usually expresses itself as the aspiration to form a state in its most general sense the term state refers to an abstract entity consisting of a set of political legal institutions claiming control over a particular geographical territory and the people living in it in max weber's well-known definition a state is a body that successfully claims a monopoly of legitimate force in a particular territory a nation is a peculiar sort of community that is easy to describe but hard to define we know and can describe many specific nations founded on the basis of the common cultural historical and political institutions like a shared religion language ethnicity history or regional culture but it is hard to come up with any defining features any characteristic that a nation must possess for every possible criteria there are exceptions and counter examples for example there are many nations that do not share a single common language religion ethnicity and so on on the other hand there are many languages religions or ethnicities that are shared across nations but this does not lead to a formation of a single unified nation of say all english speakers or of all buddhist how then can we distinguish a nation from other kinds of communities such as an ethnic group based on common descent in addition to other communities of language or culture a religious community or a regionally defined community conceptually there seems to be no hard distinction any of the other types of community can one day form a nation conversely no particular kind of community can be guaranteed to form a nation the criteria that comes closest to distinguishing a nation is the state unlike the other kinds of communities mentioned before nations are communities that have a state of their own that is why the two are joined with a hyphen to form the term nation state 
generally speaking in recent times there has been a one to one bond between nation and state one nation one state one state one nation but this is a new development it was not true in the past that a single state could represent only one nation or that every nation must have its own state for example when it was in existence the soviet union explicitly recognized that the peoples it governed were of different nations and more than 100 such internal nationalities were recognized similarly people constituting a nation may actually be citizens or residents of different states for example there are more jamaicans living outside jamaica than in jamaica that is the population of non resident jamaicans exceeds that are resident jamaicans a different example is provided by dual citizenship laws these laws allow citizens of a particular state to also simultaneously be citizens of another state thus to cite our instance jewish americans may be citizens of israel as well as the usa they can even serve in the armed forces of one country without losing their citizenship in the other country in short today it is hard to define a nation in any way other than to say that it is a community that has succeeded in acquiring a state of its own interestingly the opposition has also become increasingly true just as would be or aspiring nationalities are now more and more likely to work towards forming a state existing states are also finding it more and more necessary to claim that they represent a nation one of the characteristic feature of the modern era is the establishment of the democracy and nationalism as dominant sources of the political legitimacy this means that today the nation is the most accepted or proper justification for a state while the people are the ultimate source of legitimacy of the nation in other words states need the nation as much or even more than nations need states but as we have seen in the preceding paragraphs there is no historically fixed or logically necessary relationship between a nation state and the varied forms of community that it could be based on this means that 
there is no predetermined answer to the question how should the state part of the nation state treat the different kinds of community that make up the nation part most states have generally been suspicious of cultural diversity and have tried to reduce or eliminate it however there are many successful examples including india which show that it is perfectly possible to have a strong nation state without having to homogenize different types of community identities into one standard type it explains assimilationist and integrationist policies policies that promote assimilation or aimed at persuading and encouraging or forcing all citizens to adopt a uniform set of cultural values and norms these values and norms are usually entirely or largely those of the dominant social group other non dominant or subordinated groups in society are expected or required to give up their own cultural values and adopt the prescribed ones policies promoting integration are different in style but not in overall objective they insist that the public culture of restricted to a common national pattern while all non national cultures are to be relegated to the private sphere in this case too there is the danger of the dominant groups culture being treated as the national culture you can probably see what the problem is by now there is no necessary relationship between any specific form of community and the modern form of the state any of the many bases of community identity like language religion ethnicity and so on may or may not lead to nation formation there are no guarantees but because community identities can act as the basis for the nation formation already existing states see all forms of community identity as dangerous rivals that is why states generally tend to favor a single homogeneous national identity in the hope of being able to control and manage it however suppressing cultural diversity can be very costly in terms of the alienation of the minority or subordinated communities whose culture is treated as non national moreover the very act of suppression can provoke the opposite fact effect of intensifying the community identity so encouraging or at least allowing cultural diversity is good policy 
from both the practical and the principled point of view now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self learning podcast